Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. I'd like to thank W.J. Pierce for creating and performing our music. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live. We're your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne. Thank you for joining us. Before we introduce tonight's guest, I'm going to turn it over to Tamara, who's going to tell you a little bit about what we're up to now. I am. Uh, we both have solos, and Alistair's is coming out next month, and mine is just now available to buy. It's called Brimstone, and it's a coming-of-age story that takes place in 1968 in a little town in Arizona. The Brimstone Grand Hotel, owned by reclusive former movie star Delilah Devine, looms high on Hospital Hill, harboring long-buried family secrets that whisper of an un- unimaginable horrors. Horrors that will echo down through generations. Within the walls of the Brimstone Grand, the past has come back to life, and Holly Tremaine and her grandmother Delilah are faced with an ancient familial evil that rages just below the old hotel's serene facade. It's an evil that won't rest until it possesses Holly, body, mind, and soul. And Alistair's new release is The Silver Dagger. It's part two, or book two, in the Vampires of Crimson Cove series and picks up where the first book, The Crimson Corset, leaves off. Life in Crimson Cove has been good to the Coulter brothers since Gretchen Van Trees was staked and her horde of vampires scattered. But when she rises from the grave, the brothers are torn apart, their lives and the peace between them shattered. Meanwhile, a serial killer is stalking the little mountain town, leaving a trail of blood that leads to a truth Sheriff Ethan Hunter doesn't want to face. The streets are no longer safe, nor are the forested paths, for a new and unknowable evil has come to Crimson Cove, and everyone, vampire and human alike, has come together in order to survive. Alistair. All right, and the first book in that series is The Crimson Corset, and that is available at Amazon.com. And if you're a fan of that kind of stuff, you might also want to check out its companion novel, Darling Girls, which is a collaboration by Thorn and Cross. Also, very quickly, our latest installment in the serialized novel, uh, The Ravencrest Saga Exorcism, is available now. Uh, It's called Nativity, and it is part five. Again, you're listening to Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live. Uh, you can learn more about what we do at our websites, alistaircross.com and tamarthorn.com. You can visit our mutual blog at thornandcross.wordpress.com, or if you tweet our handle at crossmaster and at tamarthorn, live page on Facebook. For more information on the show, you can visit Authors on the Air on Facebook, Twitter, and at authorsontheair.com. This is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, LLC. All right, tonight uh, we are talking to Nina Lauren, who studied creative writing at Concordia University in Montreal, where she currently lives. She arrived there when she was just 12 years old, and she speaks and reads in Russian, French, and English, but writes her novels in English. She wrote her first novel while getting her writing degree, and Girl Last Scene was a bestseller a year later in 2017. The follow-up, What My Sister Knew, came out in summer of 2018 to critical acclaim. Nina is fascinated by the darker side of mundane things, and she's always on the lookout for the next twisted book idea. She blogs about books and writing on her own site, which is ninalauren.com. All right, without further ado, welcome to the show, Nina. How are you doing? 
Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, we're glad you are to. welcome. We're, we're we're happy to have you. All right, so uh, I guess uh, let's start with you. It sounds like you started writing at a very young age. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your path to publication? When did it all start, and how did you get here? Uh, well, at a young age, I know it says while I was doing my creative writing degree in my bio, which is true, but I was doing my creative writing degree at 27 years old. I did like a full reorientation, and I decided at one point to just, you know, chase my dream. I'd always wanted to do a creative writing degree, but for various reasons, it didn't work out. And then I decided, yeah, sure, I'll be the oldest person in class, but who cares? I'm doing it. So I went <laughs> and I did it, and I guess it brought me luck. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so I wrote nice. that book. Um, well, I hope my teachers aren't too mad at me because they did not have my full attention at some point. You know how it goes yeah. when you're writing and you're really into something. Uh, your attention right. kind of tends to wander back when it shouldn't. But, yeah, and uh, right before I graduated, I announced that, hello, I have a book deal. <laughs> Yay. Nice. Nice. Very nice. So you chase the dream. Um, that's something that not a lot of people do right there. Uh, a lot of people just, they, they just never do. And so, you know, you did though. And uh, I'm, I think that's great. So now that you are published and you're, you're, you're a few books in and uh, things are moving for you. Um, how, how do you feel about it? Do you, are you, are you glad you did it? Is it everything you thought it would be? Or is it kind of, nah? <laughs> Are you kidding? Is that a real question? Oh my God! It's a, I love it. I know, right? It's, it's a dream job. It's, it's pretty much it's 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 perfect. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I was always I was a storyteller. Sure, I started like getting a degree at twenty seven, but I was writing before then. I was writing since I. Well, I know it's a cliche, and we're supposed to hate it, but it's true. I I learned to hold like a crayon, and that's it. I was making stories. Right. Yeah. Right. We understand. Exactly, exactly. And it is as wonderful as you think it's going to be. It's one of those few things in life that really is as wonderful as you dreamed that it would be. There are a lot of disappointments in life, but I will say that from my own personal experience that this is not one of them, and I'm glad that it's not one for you either. (laughs) Uh, Well, I can think of something, though. I can think of something that is not like a, sure, it's a dream job, but there's a part that's not fun. It's writing a tumultuous. Oh, I know, you right? Know, the dreaded <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes Very it. They are the worst. No, uh, no, I know. It, you can spend almost as much time doing that as writing a whole book. It's insane. And people I know. don't, you know, that's, it I is. agree. Yeah. That is a horrible, horrible part of it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I want to ask you a few questions about your process. Uh, do you... Uh, it says it says in your bio that you're you're always on the lookout for the next twisted book idea. Uh, I like that because I think that's how a lot of us kind of work. We're we just kind of always have our mm-hmm. eyes peeled and, and and we're always kind of looking around. Uh, where where would you say you find or have found some of uh, these uh, twisted book ideas? Uh, well, there was um, the first two books. We're going to talk about those that were published, right? Because that's what everybody wants to know. Nobody cares about the unpublished stuff. But yeah, anyway, uh, they, those, they, they both came from true crime. One, I just kind of went down the Google rabbit hole researching something else. And I went uh, to research like kidnapped and missing persons. And that's mm-hmm. where the idea came from. And trust 
the source. I have said this before when I was promoting her last scene, but it needs to be restated. The source is so much worse than the book that I wrote. It, it right. really defies imagination. Uh, right. Well, the second was also a true crime, but I transformed it so much that you can hardly tell what the source was. And that's what I think, because those things, they tend to veer into the less than ethical when you take inspiration from uh, true life. It's a concern, I think, that a lot of crime writers have, is how to, I mean, these aren't, it's not fiction. These are real people that we're talking about, and they're suffering, and uh, their families who are grieving. Like, so let's just, uh, um, how we say in French, like, keep a little shyness, you know, you'll not, uh, like, go gleefully, like, getting your inspiration from real life. At least change the names. Right, right. So yeah, and that's I think that's a great answer because it's true. You you really you, that that is where you know real real life. That's what spawns these ideas. You know, so yeah. Um, I I wanted to tell you uh, I have the starter wife. Um, I it, it reminds me, um, and this is a compliment. I, I hope you take it this way because I mean it this way. I yeah. love <laughs> Gillian Flynn. It reminds me a little of Gillian Flynn. You know, like Gone Girl and dark oh you know darker places. And yeah, I I I love it. So, good job. Is there a better compliment a writer can get? Seriously, thank you so much. Good, good. Oh. I'm glad you took it that way because I love it. And yeah. I, that's, that's, and that's, <laughs> that's a little bit what it reminds me of, and so I, I was hoping that, that that's how it would be taken. So, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, when you... When we, so we know a little bit about where you get your plots and stuff like that. How do you go about developing your characters? Your characters are very lifelike, very uh, dynamic and layered. Uh, how do you how do you go about doing that? Well, the character is really where everything starts. You can have a really wonderful concept, but until you can, especially when you're writing in the first person, like I'm, I, I like doing. Until you, you know your character inside and out, until you can just like effortlessly step into their shoes, it's not really a book. It's right. not like a high school essay. So it takes a while. Some people say, oh, well, some people are more prolific than I am. I've, I've So far I've done like a book a year for three years, but it's because it's, it's not the actual writing it down part that takes a while. It's the getting to know your character and they can live in your head for for a while and only then, when you start yeah. to understand them, then you can start to write, and it will be authentic, and it will be the prose will be good, and the dialogue will be good, and it will work all together. How, how do you handle it when one right. of your characters decides to do the opposite of what you were planning? Do you let them? Uh, well, uh, that's what outlines are for. I, uh, it depends. <laughs> sometimes if I like what they're doing, sometimes I'm like, how did I, like serendipitous moments when it's just, it's like magic. It, you had something planned, but you see suddenly that it is drab compared to what that character just decided to do. Then like I scrap my outline, I rewrite it. And I just did that with my current um, work in progress, which is uh, going to be published next summer, hopefully. I just like, I came up with something just way better, something way more in character. And when you know your character, like mm-hmm. I said, it will come naturally. True. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We both so, love it when um, our characters let's, go off off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. As long as they, like yeah. you said, as long as they go somewhere good, and you know, they they usually do. They usually, yeah. uh, I've we've they learned to kind of trust our characters for the most part. Once in a while, 
once in a while they'll go somewhere that I'm like, nah, I got to reel that back yeah. in. But usually, <laughs> usually they're pretty good. Usually they know best. Um, yeah. They do. <laughs> Somebody right. um, um, so, I read online. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go, no, go ahead. It's okay. No, uh, somebody compared the GRM writing to a beautiful garden that he just lets grow. And that's why it's impossible to cleanly wrap up that series. Well, in my garden, it's like you grow where I tell you to grow or you meet the, the, the shears. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the starter, the starter wife. This is this is the book that that, that just came out that uh, we want to talk a little bit about. Um, could you uh, tell our listeners? Um, I don't know, tell them what the starter wife is about. Uh, so there's this young woman in her late twenties, and she's married to a much older man who she kind of idolizes and admires. But there's one problem. There's a first wife who died, committed suicide many years ago. And she was this big successful artist. And now this uh, young woman feels overshadowed. She feels like she's living in the first wife's shadow. Until one day, uh, she gets a phone call from what appears to be the dead woman, the dead first wife. And uh, so she decides to uh, find out what happened to her at all costs. Ooh, very cool. It's uh, got a little bit of a Rebecca vibe. (laughs) Yes, yes. Got a little bit of a Rebecca vibe, which I also love. Thank you. Oh, yeah. That's also a wonderful (laughs) Uh, compliment that every writer wants. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good. (laughs) For sure. So um, uh, do do you – is there – when you were writing this book, because this, this, it, it feels, I won't inject any of my opinions, but, but do you, when you're writing this, when you were writing this book, did you feel, was there something that you were uh, like a, like anything you were trying to say, or do you, are you just telling a story? A little bit of both, a little bit of both. Uh, Well, I mean, it was a really cool story and I thought about it, thought of it in this brainstorming session but also there's a lot of stuff that's kind of uh, a lot of uh, a lot on art on literature and the nature of, of great art and great books that it all comes from a place that's not very light or family friendly or cute nice nice wow. now what would very. you say you are most proud of with with just this book the starter wife what are you most proud of about this book Oh, well, I'm really, I, I'm proud that I was able to pull off this concept. Um, there's um, an anecdote after how it got started. At first there was, well, I came up with the idea and I wrote the first page, few chapters. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can be a little difficult to keep distance from your work and to evaluate it realistically from a critical standpoint. So, uh, well, I, uh, in that, what, what do you do in that situation? You send it to your agent. And I sent her an email saying, uh, well, <laughs> if you can guess what the twist is from these few chapters, I'm just going to forget about it. But if you like it, I'll continue. And she liked it. And, nice. well, uh, I continued, and uh, now it's a book. Good agent. Nice. Very Ooh. cool. Oh, she does. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm um, hanging back because I actually finished reading the book, and I don't want to accidentally say anything. 
But I have to say that your complications and twists and turns were delightful. You kept me guessing, and almost no one can do that. So thank oh, you thank for you. a wonderful read. Oh, thank you. Ah, for the kind you're very welcome. <laughs> yes, yeah, and it was speaking great. of those twists and turns, did you? What would you say was the hardest part? Was there a? Was there any points in this book that you really got stumped, and how did you get past them? Uh, well, it was somewhat difficult. Um, it's a little bit. It's maybe ten thousand words shorter than my two previous books, because it was really hard to keep it going without giving away too much. Since well, you've read it, you know what I'm talking about. But I felt like, okay, mm-hmm. a little longer, and that's it. I'm going to pass the point where the reader either gets fed up or they figure everything out. And you want them to figure out a little, but not everything. Right. 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 Did it well. Very nice. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Um, and I hope that you're enjoying the uh, the response. I, I got to say, I've, I've uh, seen, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, all the places. I've seen so many readers actually talking about this book i you know that's that's cool i i hope you're enjoying that Very. people are apparently really loving this book oh well that, that's mm-hmm. great to hear i try to stay away from uh, reviews and things like that that that's a thing that every writer should consider because it's really much better for your sanity and creativity but still it's really yeah. <laughs> it's been very very a lot a lot yeah. of buzz that i've seen around and it's it's very rewarding that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. We're of that right. school as well. We we don't read reviews. Not unless a friend no. sends one along Never. and says, you'll <laughs> love this. Then we'll read it, but we don't go looking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. yeah exactly. <laughs> no. Exactly. Apparently you can like right. set up your browser or something to, to block Goodreads <laughs> and Amazon. I need oh, to really? figure right. out how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Wow. I didn't know you could. We very early on. Yeah, we decided very early on that, that it's not something that we would indulge in. It's you know, I mean no. it's great when it's great when somebody loves your book and they praise it up and down and it's it's not so great when they rip it apart. But at the end of the day, here's this I've heard writers say, Well, you know, I, I read my reviews because I can learn something. Uh that that's hasn't really been our experience. At the end of the day, I figure you're going to write what you're going to write, and if people love it, great. And if they don't, it really doesn't change anything. So we've always no. Kind of you write what you love. It. It, it, right. Yeah. You do it for we you. We don't want to be too influenced. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. The day you that you stop you. writing for you, it's it's over. First and foremost, you are your first reader, and you better believe it, you'll be rereading that thing many, many, many times through the editing process. Yeah. So you better love it to pieces. You really yep, should. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't exactly. know how people write for a series and uh, you know that, that that aren't their own and and just stick to one thing. Because sometimes you get stuck in that. I, it just I've turned things down that could have been very lucrative because I knew I would end up hate, hating writing. Well, let's say you're a huge fan of something and they offer you to write in that series. It must be really tempting. Oh, sure, if you love it, yeah. yes. Yeah. But writing just for money, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you imagine a huge yeah. Star Wars fan who gets asked to write a Star Wars book. That must be, like, so motivating. Oh, yeah, I'll bet. Thrill, yeah. 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 That would be intimidating if you were a big fan, yeah. Mm, yeah, I like big shoes to fill. I know 
That's probably why I would probably <laughs> say no, just just for that reason. Exactly. <laughs> I, I probably I probably wouldn't be happy with that either. I'd be like, ah, a little too much. Um, all right, so yeah. The Starter Wife, uh, it came out on June 11th. Um, people are reading it. People are loving it. I can vouch for that. Um, what What would you say that you hope people come away from with this book? Like when somebody finishes this book, what What do you hope that, that they take away from it? Uh, well, on two levels, on a more superficial level, I really, I'm really curious. I know there's these mysterious discussions, but I don't go looking for them because, like I said, avoid reviews at all costs. But apparently, mm-hmm. people are there's some hot debate regarding the ending and the fate of a certain character after the book is over. And well, ah. that's definitely a kind of thing that you, as a writer, aspire to, because uh, the best book is the book that you think about after you're done. Not like you close it, you finish, you put it on the shelf, and you go and you just forget about it. But for me, my all my favorite books are the ones that keep, you know, the hamster wheel turning long after you're done. And if, if it's these mm-hmm. that's what my book does for people, then it's great. I'm really happy that I've accomplished what I came here to do. Excellent. Right. Nice. Nice. And um, on a non-superficial uh, level, maybe? Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, there's um, there's uh, the whole statement about art and obsession and uh, where it comes from. It's a, a little bit like two characters there are writers and one is an artist, and uh, mm-hmm. they, it kind of they really tap into the darker side of their natures, and how much of art comes from really the darker side of the human mind. Mm. Right. Oh, right. I love that. Yes. Gorgeous. Which begs the question, I'm very curious, um, what do you read for fun? Uh, well, I read my genre a lot, but I must say I'm really, I, I'm, well, I have my favorite authors. I read everything that they write, and I'm, I'm somewhat, I'm selective. I have, like, some themes that are my favorite. But mm-hmm. when it's not, and I really, I like the psychology aspect more than the procedural and the police and all that aspect. Oh, yeah. I really, I want, like, take me into the mind of somebody truly disturbed. That's my thing. That's what I like to read about. And not just right. in thrillers, in literature in general. Uh-huh. I like, like, to be inside the mind of somebody really special and interesting. Yeah, right. and oh, see, Tamara, that's point. why we liked it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. That's what's fun. Yes, we're just about out of time, but before we let you go, um, can I ask you uh, what your you, you said you have another uh, something coming up pro, uh, next next year? Can you say anything about that yet? Uh well, not a whole lot, but. Hopefully, with some luck, it will come out next summer, and it is also a psychological thriller. But this time, there is a bit of a twist in the genre blend. So, and that's all that I will say for now. Although I am absolutely dying to talk about it, but I will visit. <laughs> all right, uh, you can come back next year and talk about it. <laughs> yep, yep. You you uh, you get in contact with us next year when it comes out, and we'll talk all about it. But uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, no, it's a. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, before we yeah. let you go, could you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about you and what you do? 
Uh, well, there's my website, ninalauren.com. Um, on Twitter, I'm Nina Lauren Books. On Facebook, I am Girl in the Title still. And on Instagram, I'm Nina Lauren. But uh, uh, it's, on Facebook, it's mostly updates, like my, my new releases and uh, events and such. And Twitter and Instagram is more informal, like kind of just tweet and post my life a little bit. And my books, of course, because, well, they kind of are my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> makes sense. All right, and and one more one more question, just out of curiosity, what is your favorite social media platform? Um, right now I'm enjoying Instagram a lot. It's just Are you? It's fun. Okay, it's cool. not as uh, dense as Twitter is right now, and it's uh, it's just uh, people post and they post these really beautiful pictures of books um, among flowers and. Uh, it's it's just very relaxing to browse through. Oh, nice. All right. We need well, to get on that, Alex. I will. Uh, <laughs> we, yes, we do. I, I will. I'll look you up, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find you on these places and give you a follow. And I'm yes. looking forward to the next book. And again, again, let us know when you get that published, and and we'll happily have you back. And thank you for being Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so All much. All right. All right. You are welcome. All right, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, This is Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live. We've been here talking to author Nina Lauren, whose latest book, The Starter Wife, uh, is out now. It came out June 11th. It's fantastic. Uh, So go check it out. And uh, thank you again for listening. And until next week, we wish you haunted nights and sweet screams. Thank you for listening. Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross.